Kamusta kayo mga amigo at amiga and this is the Senorito Jake De Leon and you are listening to the 123 Podcast. In my career, in what could have been the absolute worst night, in what was literal hell, I was not cynical, I was not jaded, I stood, I fought. You fucking monk! You think you know me? Welcome to the show where we talk and think and everything wrestling. Welcome to the One Two Three podcast. How are you guys doing today? I'm back after one or two months of just talking in front of the camera and playing SmackDown versus Raw games. I am finally back and doing podcasting. Let's go. But here's the thing, though. I did not stop podcasting entirely during those one or two months because I recorded an episode during that time period where I talked about the whole Sasha and Naomi fiasco, you know, the walkout and all that sorts. Um, because I figured after I recorded that episode, the squash match, maybe I wasn't able to share my full in-depth opinion about the controversy. So I figured might as well record a whole podcast episode dedicated to that same topic and after recording i listened to it and it was bad it legit sucked ass it was bad um it was so bad actually it was so bad that i had to scrap the episode the whole episode scrapped it was that bad the same thing happened actually um back when i recorded an episode last year um, this was before the one, two, three awards. Um, so I recorded an episode um where I talked about the reasons why I think Cody sucks. Now, before you guys come after me and say, Oh, you tweet out positive things about Cody on Twitter, but then on your podcast you say that he sucks. Hear me out. This was at the time when Cody Rhodes was at his peak Homelander era. You know, the over-the-top entrances on Dynamite every week. Not putting new guys over, burying them in the process, you know, all that bullshit. And, you know, I had enough. I've really had enough of Cody at the time that I decided, oh, I'm going to record a full podcast episode talking shit about Cody Rhodes. I think he sucks. So, number one, because he doesn't put new guys over. Herder, herder. It was bad. I listened to the recording afterwards and I was like, you know what? Not good. Scrapped it. That's the same thing that happened. This year, it's legit the same thing. So there you guys go. I did not stop podcasting entirely. I tried my best to record a great episode, but I figured this episode is not up to my standards. Nah. So scrapped it. And now I'm recording a new podcast episode, which is great because today we're going to be ranking every single SmackDown vs. Raw games for the PSP now. For context... If you guys haven't followed um, my YouTube channel, by the way, subscribe. I have this series on the channel called Behind the Count. And that's where I do all the things that is not related to the show, the podcast. But it's still related to professional wrestling somehow. So what I did for the first six episodes was I played every single SmackDown vs. Raw game for the PSP. You guys might be wondering, JM, why didn't you play... 
the PS2 or PS3 counterparts of the game? Simple answer. My phone cannot handle those games. <laughs> so, you know, I told myself, I'll resort to PSP since it's my childhood console. And I also figured, well, the PSP games are basically one-to-one -one ports of the PS2 and PS3 games. So might as well just play every single SmackDown vs. Raw game for the PSP. Well, of course, with the exception of the original SmackDown vs. Raw. So I did. I played every single SmackDown vs. Raw game for the PSP. And today we're going to be ranking them. My top six SmackDown vs. Raw games for the PSP now. This episode, by the way, will be associated with Behind the Count while also being a main podcast episode because I figured, well, I haven't done a podcast episode in like a month or two already. So I told myself, might as well record a new episode. Um, this is basically my excuse to make a full podcast episode again. <laughs> but anyways, now for the rankings, I did not base solely on the videos for my ranking because what I did is that after I recorded the videos, I played the games for longer. Basically, after I hit stop on the record button, I continued to play um, just to really see how much fun I was having to determine that, oh, I'm not just having fun because I'm recording a video. It's like I should be organically having fun. And that's what I wanted to test out. And that's why I continued playing the games. So without further ado, let's get straight to the list at number six. It's not SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. <laughs> how surprising because it's the game before that. It's SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. God, this, this was rough. This was absolutely rough. Gameplay is much, much slower than 2007. Like when you compare those two games, it's noticeably slower. Fighting styles, hit or miss. Um, the idea was hit or miss. Like this is the example of great idea but bad execution because fighting styles really limited the wrestler's moveset. And... You cannot go wild with the movesets. It's like, it's like, for example, The Undertaker has the ground-and-pound fighting style. He cannot dive off the ring. He cannot do certain moves. And it really affected the experience of the game. It really limited the moves that the wrestler was doing. The removal of season mode for 24-7 mode. Oh my god. 24-7 mode is so bad. Um, I feel like a three-year-old wrote all those storylines in 24-7 mode because it was just that bad. The main premise of 24-7 mode, great concept. But the storylines was so bad, man. It was so, so bad. I spent a few weeks on 24-7 mode and I just really had enough because it was not good. It was bad. Another thing is that the roster in this game feels so unfinished because... It lacked mid-carders and it lacked legends. Because the higher-ups at THQ were like, oh, the WWE are lacking mid-carders in 2007. Why don't we add more legends in the game to spice things up? And they were like, nah. <laughs> they were like, nah-uh-uh. That makes too much sense. We should not do that. <laughs> so they had to cut back on the legends. Lots of mid-carders were gone from the game and it really affected the whole experience and in turn the roster that you're going to be drafting for gm mode is way too thin for three shows i mean last i checked um you can only draft like 12 to 16 people um to your roster in gm mode which is way too thin um the roster 
in this game really contributed to why that has happened. But regardless of that, GM mode was still fun. It was fun, man. Like, I remember playing GM mode for the very first time during the height of the pandemic. And it was very good. Like, I had tons of fun. Because, first off, that was the first ever GM mode that I've ever played. My pros for the roster is that this marked the debuts of, of ECW superstars like CM Punk, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, the Sandman. Great stuff. Um, this also marked the return of Jeff Hardy in WWE games for the first time since 2002. That on its own had me sold because I was like, yes, finally I can play as Jeff Hardy in SmackDown vs. Raw because the first two SmackDown vs. Raw games, Jeff Hardy was not there. Yes, you can create him, but it still feels different to have Jeff Hardy in the roster. And he returned in this game. So overall, I would not consider this game as the worst wrestling game of all time. That's on 2K20. But I can consider this as the worst SmackDown vs. Raw game in the franchise. I had fun, but not as much fun as I had while playing the past games. So there you guys go. At number 6, it's SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. Now at number 5... This is going to be very controversial because SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 is at number 5. What a surprise. So gameplay is good, but it's not as good as 2007. It's not as great as 2007. But still, that doesn't change the fact that gameplay in this game is pretty cool. Targeting in this game is pretty bad. Um, I was missing quite a few times when I was hitting someone with a weapon. Um, and it really threw me off. And this also was the introduction to the watered-down PS2 graphics. Now, I get it. Hardware for PSP and PS2 are different. But if you were to compare um, the other games for the PSP to SmackDown vs. Raw 2006... Some of the games would look much, much better um, than SVR 2006. But let me tell y'all, um, some models in certain arenas look absolutely good. Like if you were to have a Hollow Nacelle match at, let's say, the New Year's Revolution Arena, the models look absolutely fantastic. It looks like they're PS2 counterparts. So this was the introduction to it. This was the first game with that watered-down graphics. But the pros that I have for this game is that this was the introduction to GM mode. This was the first time ever that we had GM mode in the game. And I tried a few weeks of it. It was fun. It was hard. That's what she said. It was challenging. It was a lot of fun. I did not continue because I had to move on to 2007. But overall, GM mode was fun. GM mode was absolutely fun. Season mode was surprising because this season mode had the iconic who ran over Teddy Long storyline and oh my god um back when I played this game back in 2020 I tried season mode because I wanted to play season mode myself and I wanted to experience the Teddy Long storyline myself instead of just watching a few videos here and there about the storyline I wanted to experience it myself and oh my god (laughs) There were lots of twists and turns in that storyline 
Now, I don't want to spoil too much, but the plot twist, oh my God. The plot twist had me shook. It was, it was very surprising. And I had lots and lots of fun experiencing the storyline. It was so good. And this game was also the introduction to title matches and exhibition. So long gone are the days of worthless matches with nothing on the line. After we complete season mode, we can finally choose which title we want to win in exhibition. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Finally, exhibition matches had stakes. And, and because of that, every match felt so important. So there you guys go. At number 5, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. Controversial pick, but let's move on. At number 4, it's SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. <laughs> Sorry for putting SVR 2009 over 2006. It's, it's my opinion. It's my opinion. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, SmackDown vs. Raw 2009 is at number 4. The gameplay. Oh my goodness. Let's first talk about the gameplay. Gameplay in here is so much more smooth and polished than 2008. Every sequence felt so smooth and seamless that it really kept you hooked with the match that you're playing. Check out the video that I did for SVR 2009. Um, more specifically, check out the last match. Um, it was Shawn Michaels versus Rey Mysterio. Like every sequence of moves that I did was so smooth and seamless that it really kept me hooked and wanting to play more. Gameplay here, much, much better than 2008. Um, the removal of fighting styles as well. Um, that's a good thing because like I mentioned earlier, fighting styles really limited the moves of each wrestlers. Um, the introduction to Road to WrestleMania. Before I moved on to 2010, I tried the CM Punk storyline. And let me tell you, the one thing that stands out in this storyline was its simplicity. Because it's a simple storyline, but it's effective. The CM Punk storyline, great. I wanted to try the Batista and Rey Mysterio Road to WrestleMania, um, but I had to move on to 2010, so I wasn't able to try it. Also, a few returns on the roster and the updated character models. Um, except for that Chris Jericho hair. Oh my god, that was that was something. <laughs> but the updated character models and the returns were pretty cool. Now, some of the models looked absolutely weird. Like I said, the Chris Jericho model, the Randy Orton model, um, the Jeff Hardy model. I was like, why doesn't he have short hair? Because it clearly shows on the render that he has short hair. So when I played as Jeff Hardy and I saw that long hair, I was like, holy shit, why is his hair not short? It was the same as 2008, which kind of showed laziness on the part of THQ Nukes. But overall, um, the updated models looked pretty cool, um, and the returns were great. The cons that I have for this game is that legends were completely removed in this game. Because THQ was like, oh, we gotta melt legends of WrestleMania as much as we can. Let's not add legends in the SVR series, which is our main series of games might i add let's not add legends in there we gotta milk a spin-off game based on legends and what makes matters worse is that legends of wrestlemania is not available for the psp so you have no chance of playing as legends <laughs> it was bad man the whole removal of legends was absolutely terrible 
um, the removal of game modes and match types hurt the game because it was in this game where GM mode and buried alive matches were completely removed. Buried alive match removed. GM mode was removed, but we eventually got it back in WWE 2K22. So that's good. And lastly, the infamous camera angle. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, I'll just show you a picture. That's how bad it looks. So there you guys go. Number four, SmackDown vs. Raw, 2009. So let's move on to number three. At number three, it's SmackDown vs. Raw, 2010. This game, man, so good. Soundtrack in this game, goaded. This soundtrack introduced me to some of the bands that I've really come to know and love today, like Adelita's Ways, Sick Puppies, Skillet, even if I do not listen to Skillet that much anymore because, well, let's just say some members of the band made questionable decisions. But overall, soundtrack in this game, goaded. Now, for me at least, this soundtrack is the best in the entire franchise. That's just in my opinion, by the way. That's just in my opinion. So if you guys think, oh, it's 2007, it's fine. I can agree with you. But for me, it's 2010. This game is really the personification of freedom in any game. It's as the tagline says, this game was our world. Because when it comes to customization, you cannot go wrong with SVR 2010 because it has Story Designer. Oh my god, the amount of storylines that I made in Story Designer. A lot. It was a lot. This game mode had my creative brain up and running 8 mile because you can do everything in Story Designer. If you want to ship a certain female wrestler to a certain male wrestler, if you're that type of person, you can do it in Story Designer. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Um, like I said, the improved creation suite, um, the gameplay in this game is much, much faster than 2009 because I felt like the gameplay for this game is a much more improved version of the 2009 gameplay, which is good. Also, improved Road to WrestleMania. God, Road to WrestleMania, this... Um, God, Road to WrestleMania in this game is absolutely great. My personal favorite was the whole storyline for your created wrestler. Because it was, it was silly. It was silly, don't get me wrong. But it was fun. <laughs> um, you get to see your character do lots of stuff. I mean, it's like one week you're this badass created wrestler. And then the next week you're wearing a chicken suit. <laughs> it was silly, but it was so much fun. Um, I've tried a few weeks of the Edge Road to WrestleMania storyline. Great stuff. Um, the Brand Warfare, I haven't tried it. I might try it in the future. But it looks like the storyline's a lot of fun. Um, but the cons that I have for the game is that there is no superstar threads. There are no community creations. And there's no drawing tool. That's it. Um, all are not related to the game modes and the match types that the game has. But if this game had those three, this game would have been much much better so coming in at number two is smackdown vs raw 2011 let's just say this game is iconic um bias aside great game an iconic game because if you guys uh, might have followed the podcast for a while i've mentioned a few times that oh smackdown vs raw 2011 is the first wrestling game that i've ever played in my life and when I replayed the game, 
for the video. Oh my god, it really took me back to my childhood years because that game along with GTA Vice City Stories, the Call of Duty game, I forgot which Call of Duty game that was, SOCOM, Tony Ox Project 8, WWE All-Stars, and a few games that I haven't mentioned. Those games really defined my childhood years of gaming. But the game that I've played the most out of all those games was SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. This game was the culmination of six years of SmackDown vs. Raw games for the PSP and seven years of SmackDown vs. Raw games for the then next-gen consoles, you know, the PS3, the 360. This game introduced Universe Mode, um, a great, great game mode that we still have to this day. Um, this was the introduction to it. And oh my god, I had tons of fun playing universe mode um when i replayed the game again correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like smackdown vs raw 2011 has the biggest roster in the series i may be wrong um comment down below if i am actually wrong and that makes the game a lot more fun because you can do many dream matches i mean if you want rvd to go up against Rey mysterio you can do that let's say you want to do Evan Bourne versus Jimmy Snooker. Do it up, brother. Nothing but love for you. No, I'm kidding. Free roaming in Road to WrestleMania. Oh my goodness. This feature in Road to WrestleMania had me thinking that, oh, I am not playing a WWE game. I'm playing a GTA game with WWE characters in them. Good shit, man. Good shit. And while we're on the topic of Road to WrestleMania, Road to WrestleMania in this game was absolutely fun. Uh, my personal favorite being the Undertaker storyline because um, of the same reason why I love the created wrestler storyline in SBR 2010. There were times in the storyline where I was just so creeped out, especially during that time where you have the urn and then you have to collect souls and there were like caskets all over the backstage area. That shit had me scared. That shit had me not being able to sleep at night because it was scary as fuck. <laughs> It was scary as fuck. Um, but overall, that is my personal favorite storyline in Road to WrestleMania. Gameplay in this game is much faster than 2010. It's faster, but it's still realistic enough where you can wild out and do a bunch of crazy shit in there. And uh, yeah, basically, those are my pros. Now, the cons that I have for this game are the same cons that I have for 2010. You know, you know no community creations, no drawing tool, no superstar threads um and another con that i have for this game is that this game does not have a decent soundtrack at all no proper soundtrack all i heard every time that i was playing the game was luke gauss's theme and cody Rhodes' theme all day every day it was all those songs and i really had enough <laughs> i really had enough after like hearing it for a few more times that is number two smackdown vs raw 2011 now coming in at number one no surprise it's smackdown vs raw 2007 what a game what a game now my explanation as to why i put it to number one will not do it justice um if you guys haven't played it download an emulator download the game have fun this game has a much much better gameplay than 2006, like I mentioned earlier. Um, it was fast, 
it was vast enough to feel arcadey, but still realistic enough to wild out, just like SBR 2011. Graphics in this game look stunning at times. Now, there may be times in the game where there's too much light in each model of the wrestlers, but overall, the models look absolutely stunning in this game. A big improvement over SBR 2006. Now, fun season mode. Um, I've played season mode um, a lot. I remember this game mode being the reason why I played this game for five months. It was because of this game mode. That's why this game is my longest, um, is the longest that I've ever played in the franchise. Good shit, man. Good shit. The storylines in season mode, fantastic, man. Fantastic. Oh, man. When it came to WrestleMania and then you win the world title, good shit, man. It felt like your hard work paid off. Um, because season mode is really all about grinding and you do a lot of that in 2007 and when you come to Wrestlemania and win the world title um, it felt like all that hard work paid off which is great um, improved GM mode um, like I said GM mode was first introduced in 2006 and in 2007 it was improved much much more and I tried a few weeks, also had fun, but my personal favorite GM mode is in 2008 because, like I said, you can never really beat your first. So, there you go. Fun GM mode. And lastly, the absolutely goaded soundtrack, man. This game has the best soundtrack out of any wrestling game. Now, I may have mentioned earlier that SVR 2010 is my favorite soundtrack out of the franchise. But I can still listen to the soundtrack of SVR 2007 and best believe I am going to be banging my head a lot. Like the soundtrack is that that good. It was so good. Um no cons for this game obviously. It's obviously the most perfect SmackDown versus Raw game in my opinion. So so good. So there you guys go. That has been my ranking of every single SmackDown vs. Raw game for the PSP. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you for being patient. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify, thank you for being so patient with the episodes. Um, I've been really busy with a lot of things recently. Plus, I've been putting out a lot of content on my YouTube channel for Behind the Count because because I stopped doing Behind the Count um, during the middle of last year. And I figured... Well, I haven't done this for more than a year. I should probably focus on that. Because if I didn't, I'll probably have another year gap in between episodes. And I didn't want that to happen again. So thank you guys for being patient. Um, I really appreciate your patience. Um, I really appreciate you waiting. And um, yeah, if you guys haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, like, comment, and subscribe. All that good stuff. And if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, please... Give this podcast a five-star rating. It would really mean the world to me um, because it helps me with the algorithm. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. This has been JM. This has been the 123 Podcast. Peace. Peace.